Hello, and welcome to a live show with me, Rachel Meiselman. And this is, of course, Bostonian Rap. You're listening to me on WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. This is Boston's community radio station. So I hope you liked a little snippet from a, an older show, not too much older, uh, just aired last month. But uh, I like to pe- I like people uh, to kind of remain up to date and 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 stay abreast of the different topics that I discuss because, as I said, or as I frequently say, um, there's certain themes that I treat, if you will, on an ongoing basis, and then there are other topics that I address at the moment because they're timely because. You know, they're in the headlines. So I just like to give people uh, kind of a a taste, if you will, or a glimpse into um, how I work. And um, I like people to see a little bit of continuity. So again, I hope you enjoyed that little bit of of a snippet. So what we're going to do, as we always do, is we're going to go to a quick uh, disclaimer, and then we're going to come back and jump into today's show. As always, there is so much to talk about. And I do kind of want to pick up where I left off last week. I started to talk about uh, the Massachusetts Republican Party. But let's go to that quick uh, disclaimer. The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Hello, and welcome back with me, Rachel Meiselman. You're listening to me on Bostonian Rap. This is WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. So uh, we got started off with today's show with a little bit of a snippet. So I can't even call it a, a full snippet, which is, of course, in itself is something very, very short, because I think it was very, very, very short. But again, it was it was a little bit of a of a taste, um, you know, for newer listeners uh, of of the themes that I like to uh, broach and discuss and unpack on on an ongoing basis. So I said that I really wanted to pick up and talk about the Massachusetts Republican Party. And what is going on right now really, really, really just is is disturbing me. I think another good way to express myself on this this particular topic is to say that it's actually angering me. If you want to, and, and I'm addressing you, dear listeners, if you want to and I'm speaking generally, uh, if, you, if you really want to find selfish people, go into the political realm. You find some of the most self-centered, selfish, self-absorbed, 
inconsiderate, ignorant people that you'd ever want to meet. It's It really is incredible. And these people would have you believe that they are going to find solutions to your problems. Now, of course, some of them have actually created those problems, but I guess that's another story for another time. But I preface what I'm about to say with that, because with those words, because really, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm stunned by the lens to which some people will go to have power. And of course, that's not something that's particular to the Massachusetts Republican Party, some of the players, some of the actors. Uh, and it's not even particular to, to Massachusetts, right? It, and it's not particular to the United States. Again, politics is an arena um, whether you're talking local, state, nationwide, or international, it's really an arena that it's just <laughs> you frequently have to hold your nose, <laughs> uh, you know, while in it. And, and I guess that's a nice way to kind of lead into talking about the Massachusetts Republican Party. It's just you really have to hold your nose when you listen to everything that has been going on uh, recently. Uh, let me explain myself further for, again, newer listeners. So, uh, you know, some people thought that with ousting Jim Lyons that there would be a return to normal. Now, let's be clear. What was normal wasn't working all that wonderfully either. Okay, we weren't in debt, but we really didn't have much of a party. It was really pretty much a group, a club, <laughs> an organization, an association of people <laughs> that revolved around Charlie Baker. Not even really necessarily Charlie Baker and Karen Polito, but Charlie Baker. And I've spoken on this before. If you want a viable party, I don't care where you are, it can't revolve around one personality. It just simply can't. I mean, from a purely practical perspective, point of view, you need continuity. You need someone who is going to carry the torch. You need somebody, you need lots of somebodies or as many somebodies as possible who are going to carry forth the message of the leader. And again, it shouldn't just be one, so I should say leaders. So we were already in pretty tough shape. But with Jim Lyons, he just really, he rode the party into the ground. And it, just the level of selfishness is absolutely obscene. 
It really is, because in this part of the Commonwealth, in this part of the state of Massachusetts, in Suffolk County, we don't have a single solitary Republican that holds public office. And it's been like that for decades. So I think the last Republican that we had to hold office was I have to I have to go back and look at this, but I believe it was in the nineties. And it was Althea Garrison, and she was in the State House. And Althea Garrison is another one. I, I appreciate that she has made history in, in different respects, but she's just yet another personality in a long line of them that did nothing to open up the door, to hold the door open for anyone who wanted to, you know, walk through behind her. You know, again, it's, you know, you're getting back to this idea of, of, of selfishness, this idea, this idea of self-centeredness. And, and that's really, that's really what has, I think, wounded the Republican Party in particular worse than anything else, because... You had a man, Jim Lyons, who basically wanted to use the muscle, the legitimacy, the validity of what was on the surface a viable, I mean, again, you know, in the reality, it really wasn't, but on the surface was a viable, air quotes, um, political, major political party you know, in, in certain parts of Massachusetts, certainly, again, not here uh, where I live in Boston. And he just really, the, the idea that people are Republican, they're registered Republicans, and they literally have no one to vote for unless it's you know, you're talking every four years, and so it's one of the constitutional offices, the statewide constitutional offices. It's, I just, I don't understand how someone could not care about that. I don't understand how someone could purport to be the leader of a major political party and not have any kind of empathy and not do anything to bring Republican values to this part of the state. So recently, one of his allies, one of his allies, a woman named Jerry, and I don't know her personally, and I don't need for that to change, was having a go at Amy Carnavale, who is, of course, the new chair of the Massachusetts Republican Party. And Jerry was trying to really have a go at Amy for not recruiting anybody 
uh, to run in the Ninth Suffolk District um, because that that seat had been held by uh, Representative John Santiago, who is now working in the Healy administration, and he is, I think he's going to do a great job. Uh, he is working on behalf of the veterans in this in this great state, and I, I think he's going to do an outstanding job. But he, you know, he had been the state rep, and so he resigned from that position to take uh, this post within the uh, the Healy administration, Governor Healy's administration. And I, you know, I really, I nearly fell over because I said to myself, Jerry lives well outside. This much I do know. She lives well outside of Boston. She has done absolutely nothing for this city. She has not shown any regard whatsoever for what happens here. Yet she was going to attack Amy Carnevale for not having recruited a Republican candidate. We have not had, we don't, it, it's so, the situation is so acute. We don't even have Republican candidates. It's not even a matter of, well, you know, we just try, we try and we try and we try, but we just can't get anyone elected. We don't even put anybody up. And we come up with excuse after excuse after excuse. And it's just, I don't want to hear it anymore, but, but I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. But I was, I was really, I was really pretty disgusted because it's, it's like, you don't care about Boston. You don't care about any part of Boston. And yet you want to claim otherwise just so that you can have a dig at Amy Carnavale. And of course, uh, Jerry did not know that, you know, we also have uh, a special election because, because, um, former state representative John Santiago stepped down from this office. It triggered a special election. We also have a special election in another district, um, which is mostly in Suffolk County, but there's a little bit in uh, Norfolk County. It's the 10th. Um, the t- uh, actually, let me just, I'm going to, I'm just going to look it up really quickly. Just bear with me. I just want to see how it's labeled. The 10th. So we do say the 10th Suffolk District. We do. But it contains a little bit of Brookline. So I'll look look into that a little bit more. Uh, For people who are local and who are up on the geography of the different uh, districts around this way. Uh, the 10th Suffolk District is, you know, it's West Roxbury, it's Rosendale, Jamaica Plain, but the, it's a little piece of Brookline. So I just, I just want to see, I just want to, I just want to see how, where, 
where that falls. But I mean, the district is 10 Suffolk District. Um, it's a part of Brookline. Uh, again, for those who are, are familiar with, uh, you know, the geography around this way or, or in this particular district, this particular area, it's uh, Putterham Circle. I remember growing up, uh, the part of West Roxbury, because I, I did spend part of my childhood in the 10 Suffolk District. I was in West Roxbury, and the part of it that I I, I lived, uh, I was very close to Putterham Circle. I was very close to Brookline. I could walk into Brookline. So it's, you know, it's a great area, as is the 9 Suffolk District. And both areas could 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 use a different perspective. Um, you know, the the candidate uh who who's running in the 9th Suffolk district is it's just him now because there was another uh candidate and she suspended her campaign. Uh so he's pretty much guaranteed <laughs> he's guaranteed uh the seat. Uh his name is John Moran and uh, Moran and uh you know, I wish him luck. I hope he legislates uh, with nuance and uh, entertains different points of view. I mean, that's, that's you know, as a Republican, that's the only thing I can hope for. Um, the 10 Suffolk District, it's, it's very competitive. Uh, you have uh, three candidates. I do support one in particular. Um, you know, you have no Republican candidates. And it's, it's the candidate whom I support, I think, this individual is going to do a great job, and I hope that this individual wins. But just for purposes of of balance and and being able to say yes, the Republican Party is viable. It would have been nice to to, to have that choice, but of course we don't have that. And and Jerry, you know, to get back to Jerry. Uh, this Jerry person, <laughs> she did not know about the 10th Suffolk District. And quite honestly, I don't, I don't even know how she knew about the 9th Suffolk District, but somehow she did. She Somehow she knew that there was a special election. And she wanted to criticize Amy Carnavale. And so I said, well, my goodness, what what have you ever done for any part of Boston? Because the 9th Suffolk District is, is, all, is just Boston. And it's, you know, what have you ever done for my hometown? And if you really wanted Republican representation in that part of the city, well, what stopped you or any of your allies from recruiting somebody? Why didn't you recruit somebody? But you want to blame Amy? I mean, could you not have maybe worked with Amy? But then, of course, if you say something like that, Jim Lyons and his allies have already made response. Well, Amy doesn't want to work with us. You don't want to work with Amy. <laughs> you don't. And I had to I had to to say this too. The same woman. When I was running for the 20, um, for the 20, listen to me, the, the, I'm thinking of West Roxbury and it's Ward 20. Um, so Boston's broken up into wards. So I have all this running around in my head, you know, the, the wards, the different, the, the different state representative districts. So <laughs> sorry, bear with me. Um, but when I was running for the seventh congressional district, more numbers, um, you know, this, 
this area that's in the ninth uh, Suffolk district, you know, you know, in, in the House, Massachusetts House of Representatives, that is all of that is in the seventh congressional district. And this woman, Jerry, along with Jim Lyons and all the rest of his allies, they all got behind Rayla Campbell. Someone who whose roots, quite frankly, at the end of the day, whose roots in Boston were tenuous at best. I mean, she supposedly had like a grandmother in Mattapan who's still there, and she spent zero time in Mattapan. And then I guess she had family or has family because of her her, her husband, but she— she really knew nothing about Boston. Well, she, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, the time she was living in Randolph, she knew nothing about Randolph either. But, but, the, but the point is, is, you know, you got, you got behind someone who didn't run a campaign, who had no idea how to run a campaign, who had no idea how to, 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 to hold herself and, and to conduct herself with decorum, who was getting into fistfights, it, it was it was embarrassing. It was it was really embarrassing because you have finally Republican candidates running for something in this area, and you have one of them literally getting into street brawls. That that's that's horrifying. That's incredibly embarrassing. It's humiliating. Okay, so. There's no way you can tell me that this woman or any of his or any of her her buddies, all allies of Jim Lyons, you can't tell me any of those people care about my hometown because if they did, they would not have gotten behind Rayla Campbell in 2020 and the seventh congressional district race. They would not have gotten behind someone who had no intention on serving, who had no idea about the issues, and did not care about finding any solutions to help the people. I got to say that it's not only that, but it's just, it's this whole, this whole idea of just waiting to see Amy fail or or hoping that she's going to fail or really just trying to there's there's an expression in French so some of you know that I speak French and there's this this wonderful expression and and it's about like a wheel and you're putting a stick in the wheel uh un bâton dans dans les roues it's you know you're putting a stick in the in the wheel so that obviously then it cannot go round and round and 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 the idea you know of course it's an idiom the idea is to really throw obstacles in one's path and to really make things difficult for people and that's exactly what they're trying to do. So anyone who thought that it was just a simple matter of ousting Jim Lyons, I, I don't know what they were thinking because, and, and I've said this previously, it's not enough 
or it wasn't enough just to oust Jim Lyons because he had four years to poison the well. And you already had people who were inclined to align themselves with someone like Jim Lyons. So, I mean, he had four years to to pump nothing but toxicity <laughs> into into the into into the into the into the Republican space <laughs> in this state, if I if I can word it like that. And so if people thought that, okay, he's gone, now everything is going to be normal, as I said, we still had very much had to contend with, or we have to contend with the issue of building the base. But it was also an idea of of the idea of really bringing new people into the fold. And by that, I don't necessarily mean building the base, although it can mean that, but it also means allowing other people to get oxygen in the room. I mean, we've had people who've just basically dominated Republican circles for the past, like, 10 to 15 years. And I'm like, why? How? I mean, Jeff Deal is still there, and he ran... He has run three horrible campaigns, three, state Senate, U.S. Senate, and then, you know, he ran, of course, for governor. And he basically, it was, he was basically running on the same platform, if you can even call it that, for all three campaigns. I don't know really what he's done of substance, and don't talk to me about tank the gas. What was it? Tank the gas tax. <laughs> you know, what, however they they worded that that campaign, that initiative. I'm pretty sure that while he might have lent some effort to that, you know, lent some muscle. Uh, there were a lot of other people probably who did a lot of work, a lot of the grunt work. And they didn't get the credit because, you know, besides that, Jeff hasn't really talked about anything else. And anyone who is going to be able to pull off a campaign of that size, tank the gas tax, that you would expect that person to have other things about which he can speak, you know, other accomplishments to 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 discuss. And that really isn't the case. So that tells me that, okay, this was something that he lent some muscle to. Great, wonderful, bravo. But there were other hands there, and many hands make light work. And that may not sound generous, but I just, at this point, I, I'm— I'm tired of 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 giving people 
who don't really seem to have the answers, I'm tired of giving them any kind of benefit of the doubt. I think I've been pretty polite and I've been pretty respectful. Of course, in political <laughs> in, in political uh, environments, venues, uh, if you're candid, you're considered, I guess, not polite. <laughs> you're considered discourteous or you're considered loud if you're especially if you're a female. But I, I mean, I really I do my utmost to be respectful to people, but you know, I'm really tired of it not being reciprocated. And you know, and it all comes back to we need to be a two party state. And I don't like this, this hoping that Amy Carnavale is going to fail. And let me remind people that Amy wasn't my number one choice. She she wasn't, you know, I wasn't like, Amy, Amy, Amy. No, not at all. But she's there now. And it's not like before I, I wanted to be disrespectful, but I just, I had my, I had my issues. I had my concerns. But she's there now. And I want her to succeed because I want the party to succeed. I want, I want to have choices. And I want my neighbors to have choices. And if she doesn't succeed, then I'm not going to have that. My neighbors aren't going to have that. And, you know, of course, I've and I've expressed this to Chairman Carnavale. I said, you know, look, <laughs> I, you know, I had my concerns, but and I and I said it pretty much like this. But I want to work with you. I, I want to, you know, I want her to succeed. I want her to do well. Because this is what it means to love your party or to love the core values, the pillars upon which your party is based. I mean, to be a Republican here, it, there really isn't <laughs> there really isn't much benefit. So if you are a Republican in Boston, it's because you really believe in the principles. And I would like to see someone in these parts, hold office who shares my affinity for these principles. But like I said, you have these people, Jim, well, it's Jim Lyons and his, his crew, his, his, his allies, and they want her to fail. They're aggrieved. They've been done wrong. None of them, it, 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 none of them, <laughs> None of them have been done worse than I have. I couldn't get voter lists. Jim Lyons, not at any point did he acknowledge publicly to the press. He didn't, he never acknowledged my campaign. People were told not to sign for me. There were people who could sign for me and it, they didn't even have to be told. They, they chose not to sign for me sign my nomination papers. So from the moment I said no to Jim Lyons, it wasn't, well, 
should we give her a hard time? No, it's how can we give her a hard time? And they did. Rayla Campbell accused me of being sneaky, sneaky Jew. She implied that I wasn't a real American. She referred to me repeatedly as the help. I mean, I had to listen to absolutely vile language. And I had to put up with bullying and all kinds of attacks. And throughout it all, I said to myself, this is about the values of the party. And this is about the people. It's not about me. It's about the people and wanting to bring them, however I could, choice. And it was about trying to share with them why I find the core values of limited government and personal freedom and liberty, why I find that so appealing and hoping that they can maybe see the appeal in some way themselves. And that's what I focused on. And that's how I got through without basically lowering myself to the level of Rayla Campbell and Jim Lyons and all his allies and rolling around in the proverbial mud. I don't care how they feel because these people haven't done anything. They haven't accomplished anything. They have not changed the political landscape. They have no ideas. So you have now, just so people know, you have a situation where there are two Republican parties operating. I kid you not. So you have Amy Carnavale sorting through the wreckage. <laughs> you have her trying to piece back, you know, basic, you know, just just basically just the appearance of, of a party, right? Whatever, whatever there is that, you know, says, oh, this is a major political party. She's trying to... to <laughs> to put that together. And then you have Jim Lyons doing his own thing with his people. And I just, I and as I said last week, I, that infuriates me. Because again, it's this is all selfishness. <laughs> you, you, he had no ideas. The homeboy was completely bereft of any kind of ideas. But he wants to run a major political party. So here you have Jim Lyons and his allies, and they're doing their own thing. And at the same time, they're trying to disrupt whatever it is that Amy's trying to do. And it's not fair. It's not right. And yes, it angers me. 
because for all the egotism that you find in the political arena, the irony is that it's all about the people. And it's only ever going to be about the people. And so you have this unbelievable paradox. But yeah, it's about the people. It's about the people being able to enjoy diversity. And diversity, of course, if you're talking to me, it's not just about skin color and ethnicity. It's also about intellectual plurality. It's about political diversity. We need that. We need that friction. We need that push and pull. And I've said that repeatedly. It's, it's not anything new. I'm going to go to a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to wrap up. Um, but I'm going to kind of throw out a few more thoughts. But as, uh, <laughs> as you can tell, I'm not at all happy because it's Massachusetts is a beautiful state, but we very much need the perspective of Republicans. We do. But let's go to that quick break first, and then we'll come back, as I said, and, you know, we'll go through my last few thoughts of tonight's show. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Hello and welcome back to Bostonian Rap. Again, you're listening to me, Rachel Meiselman, on Bostonian Rap, my baby. Been doing this. Oh, my gosh. I started doing Bostonian Rap. Whew, 2008. Been at it for a while. Uh, but you're listening to me right here and now on WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. This is Boston's community radio station. So, you know, before we went to that very quick break, I was, you know, laying out the the issues that really are plaguing the Massachusetts Republican Party. And and I don't want it to be a rant. It's it's more this is more about for me putting people on notice. And Really laying out some home truths because, again, you, you've had a lot of people over the years like Jeff Deal, 
like Jim Lyons, who've been sucking up all the oxygen in the room. And I've, I've had it. I'm tired. We need new people. And we need new people. We, we need people, rather, that understand that it's not about them. We're living in a state that's very expensive. Now, in general, you know, right now, it's, it's times are tough. Prices are high everywhere. But there are some places where the cost of living isn't so steep. And I just, I just think about Massachusetts, my home state, and I think at one time people said, well, the quality of life. And I still think that we have some of the trappings that would lead most people to say or to assume, oh, sure, yeah, that, that, that's a state in which you have a high quality of life. You live well. But if you scratch the surface just a little bit, really, it's increasingly we don't even have that. I mean, fortunately, we do have wonderful health care. We have some of the best hospitals in the world. We have some of the best colleges. But to get into those colleges, to get that health care, to get the health care, to get into those colleges, it's, it's difficult to, or it can be difficult to, you know, get up, go to work every day, the commute, <laughs> the traffic is a nightmare. Uh, you know, if you live, especially if you, well, you know, if you live around Boston, it's, it's really bad. Uh, the cost of everything, rent, housing, uh, you know, to buy a house rather, either or, landlord, renter, it's, 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 it's enough to... <laughs> It's enough to send you in, in, into to permanent shock. I mean, there was a time when if you owned your own home, that was the basis for generational wealth. And it also afforded you upward mobility. No longer. In some instances, owning a home can even has even become... Um, in some instances, yeah, almost like a millstone around someone's neck because just to keep up with, you know, the maintenance and the property taxes, it's it's just, it's it's become overwhelming for some. It's so hard to get ahead. But again, that all relates back to we don't have a system of checks and balances in Massachusetts. And it's not just about the different branches of government, the three branches of government kind of checking in on each other. I also use the term checks and balances to talk about having transparency and accountability that for me can only come with having those two major political parties. The threat of a Republican running against you if you're a Democrat? That would be enough for the Democrat to say, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to look at this. I'm going to consider that. 
But the way it works, especially around here, if someone gets elected, he or she has the position as long, pretty much as long as he or she wants. And it's just, it's sad because then that particular politician doesn't have any incentive to entertain different ideas and in, in the needs of other people. We need two-party system. And we need for the selfish people to sit down and get out of the way. Fortunately, that's all I have time for tonight, but I'll definitely be back with this topic. Thank you so much for listening as always, and I look forward to hanging out with you next week. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.